Welcome to the Front Porch Talks podcast with Grayson Willis and Pastor Margaret Michael, where you'll hear inspiring stories that are filled with hope and good news in Jesus Christ. Welcome to today's broadcast of Front Porch Talks. I'm Grayson Willis. And I'm Margaret Michael. Thanks for tuning in today. Thank you for listening. And today we're joined by Pastor Chris and Ruth Peden, who pastor uh, Rockbridge Community Church of the Nazarene. How are you guys doing today? And uh, thank you to technology. We're actually joined virtually today. None of the four of us, well, I guess Pastor Chris and Ruth are at the same place, but uh, they're at a separate place than me and a separate place than Pastor Margaret, so we're all coming together and so thankful to technology that uh, brings us together today. But they're here to share their testimony with us. Um, You guys can take turns. uh, Just start out telling us about where you're from and about how you grew up. Uh, Well, I grew up along... uh in eastern North Carolina, and uh, yeah, had a family farm, spent a lot of time growing up on the farm, and uh, being able to, matter of fact, went to college in the same town, and moved to northeastern North Carolina in uh, 2004, met my precious uh, bride-to-be in 96, and got married in 98, so uh, yeah, it's a, it came to faith, what, in 99, I think, the first part of 1999, so yeah. So way different background. Ruth, how about you? Well, I grew up in Stanton, Virginia, so right here in the Valley. I'm a Valley girl, and um, gosh, grew up Presbyterian, actually, of all things, um, and then and landed in North Carolina through twists and turns of life before Christ, and um, was actually saved in a Baptist church seven months before Chris and I were married, and he was saved seven months after. By the grace of God, you know, that worked out because we really shouldn't have gotten married. (laughs) But um, anyway, yeah, so made our way to Harrisonburg because I wanted to get back closer to home to where mom and dad are. Um, So from back from North Carolina back to the valley, we came and uh, found our way into Harrisonburg First Church. Pastor Chris was a licensed physical therapist assistant and had an invitation from someone from your congregation to join him for church. And uh the rest is, shall they say, history. Wow. So are you willing to hear who that was that invited you to church? Uh, that was the Shoemakers. Okay. Very yeah. good. Yeah. Love uh, Dick and Pat. They're just wonderful people of God and have been great encouragement to us, not only inviting us to church, but mm-hmm. continuing to, as God's word says in Hebrews 10, to spur one another on. You know, They've wow. been our cheerleaders in the journey and they didn't just say hey we got you to church yay (laughs) they've continued on throughout the years to be cheerleaders for us that's amazing i didn't know that i've already learned a couple of things chris you grew up on a farm yes it's big i was barely big enough to carry a watermelon uh, but i was carrying them yes and i can tell you all about it and doesn't like watermelon to this day well you know i can get that a little bit (laughs) <laughs> very good and i didn't realize how you all were invited to the church so that's just really neat to begin to get some of the backstory and understand the richness of the tapestry of the body of christ do you yeah. want to hear the real shamefulness of it all yeah when we first moved to harrisonburg we were so discouraged in looking for a church that we would stay home and chris would play his guitar and we would worship in our living room mm. and uh, when he came home from work and said let's try the nazarene church this sunday i said do we have to? 
I mean, it's, and it wasn't anything against you all, <laughs> but that was just the state of discouragement that I was in. And because we had prayed, Lord, we're not a denomination. Put us where you want us. And right. um, but I'll tell you what, the very first Sunday, Pastor Kerry came out with thunder sticks telling us to rejoice. And he was marching back and forth across the stage, banging those things together, telling us to rejoice. And the presence of God was so thick in that place. Mm. I cried that Sunday and for the next six Sundays that we visited. And then we finally said, okay, no more trying any other churches. We're here. <laughs> wow. It's amazing. Amazing how God brings affirmation to us oh, when, absolutely. We, when we seek him. Yeah. Yep. Even when we're about done looking for a church to worship him in, um, that's when he shows up. That's a good word for today because I think there may be some people that are feeling like that today. So I hope that encourages folks to not give up the assuming themselves together, but to make sure that they're in a place that really ministers by the power of God. Amen. I can tell you, uh, flat out, I'm just getting goosebumps just remembering that. Cause, and I thought I had it all together. I had a call on my life. I was, uh, I can remember meeting with Carrie and Carrie uh, saying for years, he's been my mentor for years, and saying, hey, uh, I don't know that boy will ever stay here. He is too, I mean, he is wide open. And I thought I had it all together. And what I didn't know was this word called sanctification uh. and holiness. And I tell you what, God worked in me. Mm-hmm. in a ministry at Harrisonburg First Church. I look back at that time, you know, in uh, over our Philippians 2.13, for God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases Him. So when you think you got it together in your faith, God's got so much more. He can blow the lid right off of it. Yeah, it's transformational. Yes, truly. That's so much a part of the journey and those hard times we hit just continue to help us be transformed. Um, you know, if we haven't been transformed, we got to really take a deep look and see, are we really believing? What are we believing? I think so many people, if they're still coming to church at this point with COVID, you know, some people are just attending because it's become a ritual, mm. not because it's real. And, uh, and that's a concern. So, yeah, just taking a deep heart look and to be able to point to those areas where you have been transformed. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I say it doesn't it doesn't feel real good when God disciplines us. No. But I always have to say in those moments where I sense his discipline, I have to say, Lord, thank you for sh- showing me that you're still in my life, that you're still working on me. You know, like that's just an indicator that you're hearing and there's you know, that relationship and that transformation has to be such a part of the life of a believer. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Well, uh, Chris and Ruth, uh, you both shared about, Ruth, you said you're from Stanton, and uh, Chris, you said you're uh, from North Carolina before moving to Virginia, and you mentioned, Ruth, that you came to Christ about seven months before y'all got married, and Chris came to Christ about seven months after y'all got married. So y'all came to Christ later in life. Did y'all happen to have any church background growing up or not? Oh, very much so. Uh, my earliest childhood memories are literally sitting in the back of a Fringo Baptist church watching a good old-fashioned foot washing. Uh, <laughs> and so, unfortunately, though, uh, grew up with an incredible amount of legalism and backbiting, went through a couple nasty divorces 
uh, with my parents and step parents you know, through my early years. And by the time I hit my teens, I was done. Uh, I didn't want any part of it. And so strained and walked away and um, got reminded by people as I was straying, you need to be back to church, kind of thumping me over the head with the Bible. But when they began to be quiet about it and went to the Lord about it, uh, kind of like uh, Angela there at First Church, have you prayed about it as much as you mm-hmm. talked about it? Uh, it? Then God sent this young lady who would gently invite me to come to church. Mm-hmm. And it was through God working in her and her gentle invitation and then getting connected with the pastor. Uh, we hit it off, and he loved to hunt, so did I, and we hunted together all season, and it was literally life uh, evangelism at that point that really helped uh, the Spirit of God to move in me. So he mentored you. Yeah, literally, we just did life, and, then, and I can't even particularly say, you know, four in the morning, five in the morning, we're driving to having deep spiritual conversations. I don't know that we did, but I knew what he, who he represented. Right. And what he represented, and I still respected that. And of course, you know, the guy, you know, with the pastor on his arm, you know, type of thing, you know, look who, who's hunting with me and not realizing God was using him to ring my bell. Mm. And it was very early, right after hunting season, just a few short weeks, that the Holy Spirit gripped me during an invitation time, showed me out in the middle of the aisle. I was dumbfounded, and couldn't say a word. But you guys all know in this circle. That's saying something. <laughs> I love to talk. How about you? For me, I grew up in a Presbyterian church, um, and most of the years that I remember, it was just me and my mom that were attending. And it, I, I can't look back on that and say that it was well-practiced in our home, that it was something that was emphasized or anything like that. And so never really got a clear... I never had a relationship, but I don't think I was ever clearly saved as a child and fell away. I just, um, I don't think I ever really got it. And every Christmas, you know, the family Bible was open to Luke chapter 2 on the coffee table. And I'm like, yeah, and every year I'd have to say, where do we turn this to again, Mom? Because I had no clue. It just, it didn't, there was no connecting the dot of what the significance of that was. And I actually came to Christ I started going to church, actually, through a divorce recovery program. Um, and then I had a friend of mine that invited me to chaperone an act teens event and was actually saved at a youth event for, <laughs> as one of the chaperones. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Yeah, God is so good. He really he, is. He, yeah. You know, because, you know, it's so funny when you think about when you were saved, you don't remember our much about that what the pastor said or but you just and all I can remember from that day to be honest is the speaker talking about sin being like a splinter that it had to be removed because if it was left it was going to fester how it was going to feel good and it was going to be painful to have it pulled out and it was because you you shed tears of regret and you shed tears of joy and yeah it's painful but delightful at the same time and boy, doesn't isn't it better when it comes out? Yeah, I would say that your years of going to church as a child probably gave you some foundation in the stories, gave you foundation to know a little bit about church, about the Bible, so that when you came to Christ, you did have a foundation. Yeah, is that for both of you? Did you know? You know, it's interesting. To, uh, there's very few things I can remember from childhood lessons. 
Okay. Honestly, uh, one was from a vacation Bible school that I went to with someone else about becoming fishers of men. And I only remember that because we did a craft. Isn't that crazy? Um, and I remember one Sunday school lesson about evil lurking in darkness. And I think I started sleeping with the light on then. <laughs> but beyond that, I don't, I don't know that it was really all that firm of a foundation. Wow. For me, it very much was. You know, good night. I mean, it, you know, uh, for a few years I went to a Christian school and, uh, yeah. And so I had the foundation, you know, kind of that scripture to train a child in the way he should go. When he's older, he shall not depart from it. That's right. Yep. right. Well, uh, you guys mentioned that, uh, the shoemakers invited you to our church, Harrisonburg First Church of the Nazarene. And then Chris, you mentioned you had a call on your life. So kind of bridge the gap there from the time when you first started coming to the church and kind of how God worked out that call in your life and in your uh, lives. Yeah, um, you know, it actually started back uh, probably six months after I was saved. So that had been the summer of 1999. And my pastor was, uh, we were in a Baptist church. And, uh, and he was like, I'll, I'll expose you to everything. So you'll find out what you like to do, what you don't like to do. Um, encouraged me to take classes. I was locally licensed and did some local pulpit supply. Uh, I thought I had it rolling. So when Harrisonburg, you know, I came and, hey, man, I'm ready for a charge. I'm ready for a local license. This is what I was doing before. And, uh, I heard these words, prove yourself faithful. Mm-hmm. And God began to work in me very deeply. I was entirely sanctified in 2003. I was still faithful. You know, led a, and I did talk to uh, Carrie at the time, I felt led to start a men's Bible study, just literally of some of the guys that I knew, and the majority of them were at church, but it wasn't a church-sanctioned Bible study. I did talk to my pastor about that, and you know he was okay with that, absolutely. Uh, so God was working and cultivating that in me then, uh, but 2005 was a tremendous year uh, for me. God's calling, uh, as a matter of fact, you know, I knew God was stirring. There was some great, you know, God, I knew something different. We bought a house in 2004 uh, there in Harrisonburg. And before I got out of the car, the Lord said, I've provided you a house and not your home. Not realizing that within two years time, he would move us to go plant Rockbridge Community Church of the Nazarene. That was not even on my radar screen. So God was wow. stirring in amazing ways. And the pinnacle really came at Pentecost Sunday of 2005. And I'd been leaning in and, you know, asking God about my calling, you know, whatever. And we're sitting there at church one day and the Holy Spirit hit me so heavy in the service. Uh, Pastor Kerry was preaching and, I mean, the Spirit was so thick in the house. I stood up and, I mean, I'm 10 feet away from him and I think I blew his eardrums off. And I hollered, I'm with you, brother. And I, whoo, I mean, it was loud among 500 people in that particular four or 500 people in that service and my my oldest and my wife sank down in the seat but <laughs> find out that god confirmed my call really wow. that day and really by the end of that month within a month or so harrisonburg first issued my first local minister's license and within a few months after that god reopened the vision for rockbridge community church of the nazarene and god put my name across carrie's heart and so that's kind of how that calling has come to fruition. And we've just continued to be faithful. So you moved to Robert family? Yes, we did. And you started the church and everything went great, right? 
It's been, it's been a, like riding in a Jaguar uh, with no wheels or with square wheels. Yep, yep, absolutely. And they do get rounded over from time to time, but it's been uh, one of the things that, you know, Carrie did say, you know, you'll have something to do with Rockbridge because it was a period of six months of doing prayer drives and God confirming and speaking sell your house and move to Rockbridge County. Wow. And so we did that. And the original core group that I, we started with literally was people locally. There was about four or five of us meeting, not including my family, that were locals. First of March of 06, we closed on our house here in May. None of the locals were coming by then. Wow. Okay. And it wasn't until we were faithful, continuing to be faithful at opening the word together uh, about six months later, God brought us a lady by the name of Ellen Willis from Harrisonburg first, who God laid it upon her heart after hearing about it in a service. And again, just opening the word. And so God provided us a gentleman and an early uh, local. Um, so by September of 2007, we had finally started corporate worship services with 11 of us. Four of us were Petons. Uh, yeah, the Lord's been good. He doubled your numbers. Oh, oh yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. Oh, there's, we, that, have, we, have, we have a many a testimony on that. God has been so faithful. And no, it has not been smooth sailing. You know those presidential pictures that they take of a young president when they go into office and about four months later, <laughs> all the gray. <laughs> I had dark hair when I came down here. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> And I get accused with long hair of looking like Moses or Noah, especially if I let my beard grow out. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. There's a lot of religion in this area. And um, not a whole lot of personal Jesus relationship. And it's been suitably called like plowing rocks. <laughs> so, you know, it takes time to cultivate good soil. Yes. Maybe just some stories you guys would like to share along the journey since you started the church plant there in Rockbridge. Of You mentioned he brought Ellen from Harrisonburg and a local gentleman, and then y'all started to grow from 4 to 11. And um, Just uh, talk about some of the ways that he has worked. Uh, we had mentioned it's not always been easy, but just some of the ways that he's shown him his self-faithful there. Well, you know, some of my... You know, I look, you know, we would hit, you know, we set up our church like a coffee shop. And so we wanted people to feel more relaxed. You know, those lost, broken, and hurting folks, you know, we, Lord, give us those that are lost, lukewarm, or the relocated. You know, and that really, you know, those that are not involved in a church anywhere. And we found a lot of that when she talked about religion. Not only do we have a strong LDS community, but we had a lot of folks. And this is, this is nothing new. This is not even our area, really. It's everywhere. How many people say, well, X is my church? Well, it's because where my grandma went 25 or 30 years ago. So, you know, we would say to folks, well, come give us a shout out. Of course, we also found some folks that would say, uh, well, I'm involved here, but I'm looking at moving. Of course, my hackles went up real quick. And I, and I just try to make sure that they are handling conflict scripturally. And sometimes we would be a voice of saying, hey, maybe you need to go take care of things with the church where you are and see how God can continue to use you. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, but I think about times we had a, a pretty big conflict by the time we were uh, in 2010. Uh, the gentleman that 
that kind of wanted to, uh, to leave and, you know, just differences and stuff. And um, I'll never forget it because about middle of that summer, we had, uh, I was sitting there and I felt, and at one point I, I felt like John the Baptist. You know, I, I literally felt that way, you know, prepare ye the way of the Lord. And right in the middle of this service, the Holy Spirit hit me as real as, as I've ever been hit in the middle of sharing God's word. And he's like, don't you shave until revival breaks out. But what you don't know is I've got two sides to my family. One of them we call patches, and the other one we call grizzly Adams. Because one side can only grow patches uh, up there, and the other one can do full beard. Well, I tried to grow one in my early 20s. I looked like Abe Lincoln. Never grew it again. In about two months' time, there's a picture of me hunting with my son, and I'm being called Noah because my beard is so full and lush in a, such a short amount of time. And uh, we had full reconciliation within uh, uh, within a month or about six or seven weeks. And the Lord's like, shave that beard the 1st of October. And it wasn't uh, too long after that beginning of the year. I'm sitting there sharing God's word. We had 14 people at church. The Holy Spirit hit me again and said, you'll have no less than this number all year. And I shared that with the congregation, just like I shared about the, the revival beard. And, of course, you know, Scripture talks about a prophet that says a word of prophecy and it doesn't come. I, t I take that very seriously. So for me to say that, do you know by the end of the month we had 30 people coming to church? That God had doubled our congregation in three weeks' time. Wow. Yeah. But God can, God is able, and God still speaks. Amen. There's been so many different times. There's. You know, we've always struggled. We prayed, Lord, give us the lost, lukewarm, not involved in the church. And, and it does take a while to create that soil. So there's been, there's times where, you know, the finances have, have been a challenge in the local church. We're grateful for our mother church that has partnered and come alongside with us over the years on that and uh, seeing how God's provided. And, and I've seen, you know, people give jewelry in the offering plate, excuse me, they gave their a wedding band. Um, and just seeing God providing in miraculous ways. And I mean, it's just, it's just been amazing to watch. Uh, I remember when the flooding over in West Virginia. Y'all yeah, remember here a few years ago, there was significant, I mean, it was devastating flooding. And about that same time, one of the local holiday inns, the assistant manager came to church. And she's like, well, we, we're just upgrading our mattresses and our box fridge. You know, everybody needs some. And it was actually Ruth who connected the dots. That was on like a Sunday. A Monday, the dot got connected. It was supposed to rain by late that afternoon. She's like, we have them sitting out on the curb. And within just a few hours' time, I had a box truck. I had a place to store them. And by the time we got done with that as a ministry, we had filled a tractor trailer completely full and a small box truck with mattresses and box springs that we had uh, sanitized and scrubbed and prayed over and and they went to uh, the northwest part of West Virginia. Wow. You know, connecting dots that aren't even related to us. In that whole process, when Chris was coordinating with the crisis folks who were over that area in West Virginia, there was another lady who reached out and said, God's just pressed on me that, you, that you're going to need sheets and blankets. And, and she had no idea that folks down here in Virginia were bringing mattresses, and she was gathering sheets and... It's just the beauty of how God coordinates was, all of that. That was actually a Presbyterian church in northwest um, West Virginia. And that's what they did. Do you know that every box springs and mattress 
between them and then the local Holiday Inn gave some bedding. Every mattress and box spring that went out of that relief center had bedding for it. God provides. And another amazing thing, too, is we have a small congregation even still, but, you know, we had a vision to have a food pantry and did not know how much it was needed in this area. But the poverty level in this area is... Statewide, it's about 14% of the population is at poverty level or below. Inside the city limits of Buena Vista, that is 35%. So hugely needed, but you know, but at the time, Chris and I were both running like crazy. We're like, yes, we need to do this. Who's going to do it? And we have a beautiful young lady um, in our church who has stepped up and is directing that. She met with Pastor Sam and has met with the Blue Ridge Area Food Bank. And um, it's been an amazing ministry that continues to serve people every week and hundreds and hundreds of people. Monthly. I mean, it's just, it's an incredible ministry that um, is still running. We're doing a drive through style now, but um, it's still running. COVID hasn't stopped us from serving, so. I'm going to just put a shout out for that because I want whoever's listening today, if you are at a place and you're wondering how uh, a ministry that God has called your church to do, I want you to hear that God provides. Mm-hmm. Because I'm going to tell you, I had no idea. I just brought this the impression that God had a vision that God had on my heart. It's been in the docket since we moved out here. It's God's vision. It's not mine, but it was the timing. And it was this coordinator and her husband. Uh, she was on the board. And I'm going to tell you what, it's thriving by God's grace, number one, and under the leadership uh, uh, of her and her husband. And I'm telling you what, God provides at the right time. He does. And, you know, that ministry really has fulfilled a place in that couple's life as I know the couple and it's amazing to hear them talk about what that ministry means mm-hmm. yeah. you know yeah. they found a place that they could fulfill their call mm-hmm. how God brings the right people at the right time and uh, we just have to keep our eyes and ears open and be attentive so it's so grateful to hear that story mm-hmm. and how it's not just impacting a couple people, but a community. It's become a bridge building. I mean, literally, even in drive-through, and this has been just in recent weeks. I'm literally now, and I've picked up. People know I love to talk, and, and I picked on people by being the chairman of the welcome committee. Well, Monday afternoon, I was unloading the truck. Monday evening, I'm literally sitting on their tailgate, being the chairman of the welcome committee as people come by, just literally having conversations because we're oh. continuing to build relationships. Mm-hmm. with folks you know yeah. and that's you know god can use you right where you are right. yes chris and ruth thank you for joining us on front porch talks today just in closing anything else either one of you would like to share either that we haven't asked you already or that you haven't mentioned already if you know us stay in touch with us god's moving yeah. and i would ask how can we best support you those that are listening if they would want to um, support you. Prayer is always a good thing, right? Uh, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. And I don't know about you, but it could be a card in the mail, PO Box 1007, Vista, Virginia, 24416. I mean, literally, I've got a prayer warrior who I've got another card today, which I get cards from. That, and, and, and she, she was never part of our congregation except the fact that she would come to 
to visit um, their daughter and son-in-law. And so they live out of the area. And but she's, her family was military, and they've moved on to Okinawa. But yet she still encourages us. Wow. Uh, yeah. Card ministry. Uh -huh. So, so cards would be great. Yeah. Um, um, connecting with us, you know, let us know you're praying for us. Uh, Bridge to hope.com. Click on the prayer tab. Come straight to my email. Very good. You know, and I would say the biggest encouragement would be to invite someone to church. Invite someone to not let the season of social distancing keep you away from the body. Mm -hmm. um, and then let us know that you've done that because, uh, honestly, that's discouraging for a whole lot of pastors all over the place. And now is not the time for the church to become dull. Now more than ever, we need to be connected and we need to be sharp. We need to be on our toes. And um, there's still a lost, broken, hurting world that Jesus wants to reach. Mm -hmm. And we can't sit back on our couches and fulfill the Great Commission. We just can't do that. No. God is still at work in the messy middle of the world we find ourselves in. Amen. He's still on his throne. Amen. That hasn't changed. God rocks. Amen. Pastor Chris and Ruth, thank you for that encouragement, and uh, thank you for joining Pastor Margaret and I today on Front Porch Talks, and uh, it's been a joy to have you both. Uh, it's been great to be with Good. you guys. Always. Love you guys. Love you guys. Love you too. Love you too. You guys have a great day. Thank you too. Okay. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast of Front Porch Talks. We pray that as you've listened to Pastor Chris and Ruth Peden's testimony, that it's been a half hour of hope for your life. May God bless. Front Porch Talks is sponsored by Harrisonburg First Church of the Nazarene in partnership with Sunshine Ministries. Thanks for listening to today's podcast of Front Porch Talks. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe for updates and the latest episodes. Also, if you're in the Harrisonburg, Rockingham County area, we invite you to listen on the radio each Sunday at noon on 1470 AM or 102.1 FM WBTX.